Hey everyone, this is Jeff with Big Kip 8 Stories, and we're here for another World Lore episode. I'm joined by my co-host Marshall. Hello, I'm Marshall, here to help out with lore. I play Keegan. And we're going to be covering some of the factions and gangs that you see in the Zrain Empire, and the around the city of Dusk Banter, as asked by some of our friends over at Friend and Foe Adventure Co. A lot of the gangs that you will see in the podcast and in the sessions will generally have names that tie them with monsters of old, old D&D or Pathfinder lore. Since we have a more modern setting, uh, it's not as easy to find ways to sneak in a lot of dungeon monsters and fun things like that. So in these larger cities, these groups have become gangs that represent that. So for instance, the Moon Rats, which show up fairly early in the show, they're all your kind of general street level punks that get drunk at bars, have dumb ideas, try to break into places, but they do have a centralized leader that is quite a bit smarter that kind of helps coordinate them just when they're out and about on their own. They're your standard kind of dumb gang trope. And the Moon Rats, uh, they are more local to the area where Bold Requisitions is, correct? Uh, yes, yeah. They're the most local gang to where our heroes are stationed. Uh, the Moon Rats' car is what the team was driving around briefly and when they went to uh, Selene or the summoning circles and the camper retrieval. Correct. Yeah, the Moon Rats got their expensive new car, which the loan was approved through Fancy and Investments, uh, that eventually the party did repo and before returning, used it on a trip to the Selene Mountains, uh, which it never returned. Up. Let's, uh, let's talk about the Blink Dogs. The Blink Dogs are the gang that basically buddy-buddies up with the cops or Seekers. They also have access to a city-wide kind of teleportation grid that they use to quickly get around. Hence their name, the Blink Dogs. That's the group we ran into at the storage unit that sent fours across the country. Correct, yes. They were the ones gathering gear that they have access to some of the old evidence lockers used by the Seekers and Justicari. With that, do we want to run into Justicari and Seekers? since they have the connection with the Blink Dogs. From the Blink Dogs, we can go to the Seekers. Uh, the Seekers are overall considered your police force of the Zerain Empire, of Duskbander and the surrounding districts that the players are in. Mostly they work for the city as they are tied originally to the Darge House, which is tied to St. Arcani, which is part of the holiday festivals that you've seen or heard about. Uh, but they are mostly controlled and paid for by Amon Advancements. So they do more often than not represent and support corporate interests, or at least over those of most citizens. Oh, we do have some good ones like Chavri Das or Matthew Quinn. Within that organization, there is a secret group known as the Justicari that fill the role of a secret police within the police force. These are the groups that are used to hunt down androids that don't have appropriate registration, or to remove people that are a threat to the Empire without alerting larger groups. So they are a dangerous internal gang that uh, operates above the law. Oh, and the Justicari also was mentioned in the same episode, the storage uh, unit episode. Oh, nice. 
I believe that was when we first got, or when we got our, is that first, Jeff? <laughs> our first, our first uh, little hint at the Justicari, I believe it was on the crate that I stole some stuff from. Yeah, they got referenced in Dosh's Day Off episode, but yes. Oh, okay. Yeah, they were more officially recognized in Tours and Storage episode. Yep. And you got that equipment out of their box, right? Yeah. Justicari's probably got some really nice tech. Those two groups, the Seekers and the Justicari, are some of the longer standing groups in in the world, uh, dating back to early Big Campaign 3-ish times, changing over the years, but still being police. Yeah, I guess here would also be a good place to recognize a lot of Seekers that get disillusioned with the system, but still want to be helpful, end up usually finding themselves pushed off into a couple of side groups. Either things like the Coyote Detectives, which are... As their name suggests, paid for hire private investigators hired by people to find information in a variety of things, either corporate-wise or for personal things. Or they get routed over if they're more of the action-oriented types to places like Applied Solutions or Banter Support. Banter Support being the smaller version of Applied Solutions. Imagine Applied Solutions is the brand name and chain of approved mercenary and mercenary work, assassinations, and uh, general mercenary-sponsored violence. And then banter support. If you haven't been paying attention, they're the ones that challenged us to a wo- house war. Yeah, they're also they're the ones who were got flipped in the car, and they lost a lot of members in the first house war involving Arvori and Sangari. Run by Orion Storm. Uh, Keegan worked for them briefly. Uh, and by briefly, I mean about nine months or so. Back on street level, you've heard mention of groups like the Gelatinous Cubes, which are a gang that focuses more on picking through the trash and finding the detritus of the society and what they can kind of salvage for it, or whether for trade or their own profit. Uh, they're mostly a harmless gang. They're not really into either turf wars or things like that, but imagine they are a network of connected people that are the lower caste, kind of pushed down, that are always watching, always around, but generally not interacted with. Like little kid street gangs from New York. <laughs> Just collecting stuff to make money. I don't think we've ever run across them, though, in the game. Just been just been mentioned. Mm-hmm. Um, we'll touch on the Bodax next. Yeah, uh, the Bodax are an inner-city gang based after an old D&D undead monster that had a gaze attack that would kill you instantly. Uh, hence their tattoos for the blacked-over eyes. But think of them as the top shelf of low-tier gangs. They take corporate work that doesn't need to be on the books, uh, as opposed to, like, if you, if you were okay with it, you would normally hire applied solutions, but if you want to make sure this is something that sneaks under the radar, you'd probably look at hiring the Bodax. Lucius has interacted with their leader quite a few times. The party has completed a quest for them as well. One of Forza's allies, or at least acquaintances, uh, has also been accepted into the gang. And it is where we requ- acquire the punch junction armor, as well as the compression suit. Mm-hmm. On the tech side of things, we do have the gang known as the Gargoyles, which is a little homage, of course, to the Snow Crash novel. But they are any race, any group that focuses more on the information trading and watching technology side. So when you hear hear about people that focus and specialize in drones or hacking uh, or watching video feeds, more likely they probably have some connection to the Gargoyles, uh, which is where our group, the X-Gargoyles, is not a gang known as the X-Gargoyles, but they used to be members before being expelled from that group. Okay. So they have not formed their own game gang called the X-Gargoyles. They have not. We just call them that because they were once gargoyles. Correct. 
not quite a gang, but more of like a political organization, or at least uh, how they see themselves, though probably I guess other groups would probably see them as gang, are the Red Bandana members. A group originally created in Big Campaign 2 by one of Jesse's old characters. They were made to be a group that was supposed to do a thousand good deeds. Over the years, as corporations grew power and clerics and churches kind of faded in the background, as corporate expansion and greed kind of took over, they've become a more of an anti-corporate, pro-citizen, anarchist group. Uh, Not above resorting to violent action if need be to help take down uh, especially egregious violations of people rights or humanoid rights. Yes. And uh, Bold Requisitions has had several encounters with the Red Bandana. Mm -hmm. The airship heist. (laughs) Yeah, the Red Bandana was the ones who Dosh went and joined up with uh, when he left, as well as they're the ones who were prepared to steal Estelle Del Rose's airship while the party was finishing their quest on the inside. Those are the main ones that I believe have been introduced so far. We do have a gang's moot coming up, which means a large group of gangs will be all meeting together, which our parties may or may not engage with, but I think they will. Uh, This is where we'll see groups like the Inevitable Gang, based after the mechanized law enforcers from the Plane of Mechanis, as well as the gathering of the Goblin Gangs, Though each goblin gang is different, depending on which district you are in or go to, but each one is willing to declare that they are the head goblin gang and all the others are imitating them. They kind of fill a role similar to the Moon Rats, but a little bit more in that fun goblin way of they will do stuff for money. I I really like the red caps. (laughs) (laughs) That made me smile. Yeah, so if we were were to look around the districts towards the center of it, in kind of like the capital district of Duskmanter, their goblin gang is the Gabos. Uh, over in the Arferi district, where Del Rose is, they're known as the Bugbears. Uh, in the smaller central district, known as Darge, the, their goblin gang are the Hobgoblins. Over in the Sulane district, where the party uh, allied with Ranger Sands temporarily, they're known as the Redcaps. In the Selene district, where the first house war was fought, uh, they called themselves the Goblin Kings. Sounds like a fun little group. For now, that covers all the ones that have kind of been revealed and a few that haven't. There are, of course, other smaller gangs that will kind of come up and as we play and as the gang's moot goes, new ones are allowed to join and other ones are removed. Um, I'm trying to think other than that, Marshall, yeah. any, other, any other groups you can think that we left out or need to be mentioned or uh, for our secret listeners, Jesse or Sean, do you have anything you want to throw in on here? Um, hmm. No, I just, my, my head keeps on going to the Warriors. <laughs> and uh, before, before the gang's moot episode, happens i need to i need to sketch up some some gang logos because <laughs> i think that'd be fun nice <clears throat> but i can't think of any anything that we haven't covered that uh, is a glaring issue or uh, uh yeah <laughs> jesse say something yeah. jesse <laughs> <laughs> i feel the same um yeah it's i mean i'm, I'm sure there's a lot more in jeff's head about each of these groups and what's going on in in the background whenever they're not on camera because that's just how the world works um but nope i think i think it's a pretty good uh summary all righty well then for now i hopefully that answers your questions and i hope you enjoyed this episode of world lore thanks for joining us and bye. We'll see you next time bye 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 i'm glad i could be here to make this all just a little bit more complicated Don't forget to like, review, rate, subscribe, all that stuff. And of course, thanks for listening. Our intro and outro music is by Nihilor, 
The track's name is Aberration. All right. Bye.